Good evening. Anybody hear me? Uh oh. There you. Evan. Good evening. Do you see me? Nope. I don't know what's the matter here. Now I see you. Okay, anybody know who YM phone is? Uh, I'm sure he does. Uh, is, is he willing to let me know? Guess not. Okay, we respect the people's right to privacy. Okay. Um, so, we're very close to starting. <clears throat> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I think uh, we can start as a show. Oh, Moshe. So I, I welcome everybody who allows me to see them. Um, no pressure, anybody else? Who is on the bottom over here? I can't recognize you. Is that, is that Simcha? Okay, very good. Excellent. Okay, good evening, everybody. Uh, I think that... Um, Tonight's year, which is entitled The Holy Work of Aaron Akoyin, Can We Do It? Uh, is potentially life-altering, but not uh, in a very automatic, uh, quick-fix kind of way. Just that um, it may uh, enable us to go in a certain direction, <clears throat> which if we do the good work could be, of course, greatly beneficial to many people, but there could be uh, quite a different approach to life. Um, if uh, what appears to me to be contained here is accurate, which hopefully we'll explore together. Um, just to set the stage, I'd like to present two questions. One of a more theoretical nature, one may be a little more practical, uh, one first being more of a personal experience, Another one that someone shared with me. It's just sort of uh, putting things in context. Uh, at the recent wedding of our youngest daughter to Moshe Rubin, son of Rabbi Eliezer from North Hamilton Beach, Florida, it was experienced um, by many people as they expressed it very, very clearly, very strongly, a very powerful and real experience of Simcha at the Chasana. Um, the, the highest, uh, I guess, the recognition we got from my dear Chavar, Dr. Shlaimi Zimman, who we'll get to hear from Mr. Shem next week, who was a very keen observer of people's emotions uh, in 
many life situations. And he said, the Ulam looks happy. That's you know, the highest compliment you could ask for. And the question is, what is the, what was that really all about? What are the conditions, the factors, the ingredients that produce, or maybe that we could say unleash a real, powerful, true simcha? I remember hearing from the Rashiva, that we really have the power of simcha within us. Just it's held back. I think he said that's why a little l'chaim is okay because that's not uh, really artificial simcha. It's just allowing us to get in touch with what's really there within us. And the question is, what is that that's there within us and what helps to unleash it? That was the one question that I had. Another question, I guess I just set the stage here. Someone shared with me um, episode of um, Talmidim of a uh, nice size yeshiva wanting to have a end of the Zman barbecue, real Gishmak barbecue. And so uh, they invited the Rosh Hashiva to join the barbecue. So let's say you're in that position. You are the Rosh Hashiva of a quite Hashiv yeshiva. The guys want to have a real great barbecue at the end of the Zman, to end off the Zman together. And they invite you to join. So do you allow them to have it? Do you join it? Okay. Now we can go to uh, learning a little piece in the Maral. So the mission of us says, shall be among the Talmidim of Aroin, Oyev Shalom, Veroidev Shalom, Oyves Abriyasim, Veroidev Love Shalom, pursue Shalom, love Hashem's creations. Before Hashem say that's using that Lushan because it refers even to people that have strayed from the path that I was trying to bring back, and that's why they're referred to as Briois. Bring them back to Tyre. Maral asks, What is the purpose of this Lushan of Havemi Talmidam Shal Arai? Could just say very simply, pursue Shalom, love Shalom. Love people, bring them back to Torah. What is the role of this introductory uh, phrase of Havemi Tamidav Shalai? And he also asks, uh, how are these qualities uh, sufficient to give a person such a coveted designation as Tamidai Arain? Doesn't even say Mufurish anywhere in the Torah that Aaron did this. Okay, it's sort of hinted at in the Navi, but Aaron uh, Koyin, such a Kodesh, Koyin Godel, are these qualities of uh, pursuing Shalom, bringing people back, Makara people, is that sufficient for a person to be called Mitalmidei Aaron? And uh, a loving Briyas Bukhal is not mentioned anywhere. So how would we understand this? So the Maral in response to this, these questions, he says that um, actually the Kain Godel as being one single Kain, Kain Godel, is representing the oneness of Klal Yisrael and actually his 
primary, essential, entire madrega and avoida was what? To unite Klal Yisrael to become Am Echad and to unite Klal Yisrael with Avim Shabashamayim as he ends off Adsha Koil Echad. Till they're all one. To create the com- most complete, all encompassing Achdus of, in, in one hand, one aspect, Klal Yisrael with one another and also Klal Yisrael with Hashem. And he says that Ya'aron was uniquely suited for this. Mikol boy more than anyone who ever lived. And that's why he was involved in making shalom between people. Because that was part of his essential madrega, his whole ikra avoida was uniting Klal Yisrael. So certainly to bring back together those that are at odds with each other. And similarly, it was Makarav Brias to Torah because that's bringing Shalom between Klal Yisrael and Hashem. If they're away from Torah, then they're away from Hashem. Then they're disconnected. Then they're Mechulokim. They're not connected. How can we connect with Hashem? Only through his Torah, through his mitzvahs. And if somebody doesn't have that, then he is he's divorced. Then we're not all together. So he was bringing them back. And he says there that he needed to have the quality of Oivis Abriyais for this kind of work. He implies it even to the Indian of Oivisham Vraydev Shalai, because if he himself is not connected to the people to the point of having real true Abba for them, then how could he connect them one to another? Later on, he says that in. in this is said by Hillel, who was the paragon of humility, because a person needs to have the Mida of Anova, that he should be connected. Otherwise, how could he connect them if he himself is not connected? If he sees himself separate, above, then he's divorced. He has to have not only the Ava, he has to have the Anova to be truly one. And then he could bring them together. And it seems like, just to understand it a little bit, it's hard to know for sure, that uh, would seem like in order to help them get in touch with this inner feeling that they have, with this inner kayach that they really desire, that's within every Jew, Arakoin had to represent it, had to manifest it, had to live it for them to feel it from him, to be able to discover that it's within themselves and that's really our true, our true makeup inside. And could be this could help explain a little bit the method that Aaron used, which is not a simple thing to understand. I'm going to each one and telling them how the other one is so upset and feels so terrible. And then when they would meet, they would hug each other and kiss each other. Of course, it's not simple, you know, how that's working, that he's allowed to do it, okay, but that it should work, that he should believe it. It's, you know, far from simple. But could be the pshat is that... All he's doing is trying to help them realize that really this is what's going on deep down. Within the, within the heart of a yid is a brokenness if they're at odds, if they're fighting with each other. And when I hear about somebody else experiencing it, so I start to re- realize that, yeah, that's what's going on by me too. And whatever it is that we're fighting about is not worth this pain that I'm really having over that conflict. 
and how much I really want to be reconnected, that when I experience it from Aaron Akoyin and his dealing with me, I can realize that this is what I really want to have with every Jew. And that's what brings them back. I just so happened to see in the Sefer and Hagos of the Chavitz Chaim, I was in the Chavitz Chaim library, that um, brings there him spending a long time talking to somebody, walking in the courtyard of the shul with his hand over his shoulder, speaking to him for a very long time. Chavitz Chaim wasn't given to just like, you know, schmoozing, but uh, it had to be that he was trying to help soften the, the, the heart of someone that was involved in some kind of very powerful machlekes, and he was working at it, you know, for a long time to try to accomplish that. But how was he doing it? Of course, he was doing it with his love for the for the other Jew and helping them to feel that this is what really we have within ourselves. So, morale is saying that this is the entire ikemadrega of Aaron Akain. Imagine if we would be offered to be the Kain Gadol, the guarantee to survive Yom Kippur. Would we take it? Oh, of course, we jump at it. But what's it really all about? So, Maral is saying, this is what it's really all about. What it's really all about is connecting Klal uniting Klal bringing them together. Now, our is doing it on an entire Klal scale. That may be a little bit, you know, out of reach for us in our life. But um, it would seem that uh, there's something to really think about of how we can take hold of that midah of uniting ourselves and other Eden one to another. What that really, you know, is made out of. What methods are there? What qualities do we need? What opportunities are there to take hold of this Mida, which Hill is saying to us, If you do this, then you are taking hold of what is the essential quality, the Madrega of Aaron Akayin. You are entering into that elite, special group of Aaron's Talmidim, those that are following in the Midah, which is the essential Madriga of Aaron Akayin, uniting Klausho with each other and with Hashem to the point that it's all one. So I think that's the real um, like primary takeaway from, from this presentation, that it should get us to start to think, is this something that we can also incorporate in our life? And what does it require? And what are the ways? And what are the opportunities? And I'm not going to try to answer that tonight. But I would encourage anybody to uh, think about it a lot. Um, before we uh, get some suggestions or some reaction, I just wanted to sort of um, get back to the question about uh, what, what unleashes the simcha, what produces the simcha. And, and my thought is, though I can't prove it, of course, that that power of connection among people is really there within us. If you have, if you have someone like Yechassan or Kala or both, that have a real good connection with people from the real sincere 
respect and caring and dedication and acceptance and love for them, children of Hashem, Am Yisrael, if there is something real there, that is a very powerful force that's generally deeply buried and not so consciously experienced. But at a special occasion, like when the music starts playing and you have an opportunity to give expression to it, it can come forth and then it could sort of snowball <laughs> because once it's being felt, so it sort of sets off a chain reaction where that koach that is within us can be experienced one to another. And especially if we recognize that, what's the real root of it? What's the root of our connection with each other? Of course, it's our connection with Hashem. We are connected with each other because we are the Am Hashem and Eibishta has given us that connection to Him. So then the experience of the connection to our fellow Jewish brothers and sisters is touching on experiencing our connection with Hashem Himself. And that is bound to be very powerful. So that could perhaps explain that a little bit. And then, of course, getting back to the, uh, the question of the barbecue, not to um, try to decide that question because they can have many aspects to it. It's a very interesting topic that can have many angles. But this uh, does provide one angle into that question that uh, the Talmudim will experience through that barbecue a very good connection with each other and with their Rebbe, then there would seem to be, at least as far as is concerned, a very uh, good fulfillment of this strong exhortation of Hillel, of Hevei Talmidov Shal Aroi. So we tend to think of, you know, all these... Uh, efforts for Achtus as a wonderful thing, feel good, it helps you perform better, etc. We don't look at it as like essential, Iker, the essence of the Kayin Godol is uniting cholesterol together. And that we can also do it. We can also have it. We can also be it. We have to be it. Hello saying, it's uh, quite the charge to enter into that elite group by following that course of life, that effort, which the Imaral doesn't tell us how uh, Aaron did it in a general way. But I don't know if we could do it his way anyway. So we have to find our way and ways. And uh, okay, that's, I guess. Uh, all I have to offer for your presentation for this evening. And any and all reaction is welcome. Okay, I guess it's Shtika Koida. Okay, everyone agrees. <laughs> but uh, the next step would be really to try to think of ways how we can accomplish that. It's not limited. This is the real Ikinakud, I think. I really should spell out. It's not limited to uh, resolving uh, bitter machlokas between people. That's one prat that uh, Chazal tell us that Aaron Akoyin did. But um, 
by no means was it in his case, nor should it be in our case, limited to that. Looking for ways of connecting and enhancing connection, whether it's in a family, whether it's in the community, whether it's in the yeshiva, whether it's in the marriage, anything that a person could do to bring Eden together, more together, is included in this midah of, of avas shalom. Shalom does not mean that there's no conflict. Shalom means that complete oneness. Am echad. Leiv echad lashen in Netzach Yisrael. Leiv echad legamri. Complete one heart. So it's not all or nothing. Every step that we that we take, every amount that we enhance it, is the fulfillment of this exalted, preeminent mita that was the entire essence of Aaron Hakoyim, the Koyim God. Does anybody feel that this message is not life-altering? Okay. <laughs> No, you're welcome to share your thoughts. <laughs> if you think that there's nothing we can do in this regard, you know, um, I'm very, uh, shall I say, I disappointed, but um, I respect that. Go ahead, Moshe, sure. What are, what are some of the arguments in lieu of the Rebbe barbecue case why the Rebbe wouldn't go to the barbecue? Oh, so um, I heard from one um, quite sechotika young man, that he would not want his, his Rosh Hashiva to participate in the barbecue. He's afraid that it may detract from his um, fullest high level respect that he needs to have. Um, I guess, I guess in, in his case, it wouldn't have been perceived as being a natural thing to do. It's almost like, you know, if you can, do it, then you can do it. <laughs> if you have the nature that it is natural, that it is comfortable, that it is just who you really are, so then there won't be any downside. If it's not your basic personality, your, your nature, it's not natural for you, so then maybe it's not gonna you know, be perceived and, and so to speak, be experienced in the right kind of way. Um, you, you, You'll allow me to share a story just to illustrate the extreme, <laughs> if you can believe it. I heard from a fellow who came into Armenian one time, an older fellow. He said he was an MTJ as a youngster. And the boys in the, in the elementary school were playing punch ball. And Ramesha saw them playing punch ball and he asked them to show him how you play. Then he asked if he could join the game. And they said, sure. And he joined in the game and he played punch ball and he picked up his kapata and he ran the bases with glee. <laughs> of course, he's a youngster, so, you know, they weren't going to lose any coverage for their Rosh Hashiva. But I'm sure at any age, no one would have lost coverage for Rav Moshe. But <laughs> there could be a lot of factors involved in that. There could be somebody where you could, it could have an effect. So it's a complex question. I just mean to throw, throw it into the mix. This element of the Hashivas creating 
achdus. It's not just a nice feel-good thing. It's not just for camp. Aleph ches dalad vav saf. It is the essence of Yiddishkeit. Yes, Rebbe. I think it's one of those things that are simply uh, perception creating reality. If the perception is created that it's asnished for the, the, the Rebbe or the Ruff to to play ball, to, to, to hang out, to, uh, to schmooze after davening, or whatever it be, then the reality is created to, to those uh, children, those kids, those teens, that if somebody does do that, then it's, uh, you know, that, then it's a pagam in that rabbi. So I'm not sure how you uh, recreate that for somebody who already had that, you know, created in them when they were a young child, maybe going to a school that was of that... Uh, of that, you know, of that, uh, that feeling, that, that rule or whatever it would be. And then all of a sudden, you know, transition that person to go to a yeshiva or a situation where the Rav um, doesn't feel that way, but it's ingrained in the, in the person that, uh, that feeling that it's pasnish. And therefore, if the person does come, then he's my buddy and I, I lose respect for him a little bit. So I'm not sure how you could recreate that. And whether it's only based on the rabbi or also based on the on the on the guys there, and and how they could really define whether it's inside of them or not inside of them. Right, hundred percent. That's uh, that's definitely very valid. That once it does become ingrained like that, it has to be respected. But then you'd have to look for other ways, you know. It's uh, I'm I'm just sort of putting out there that we've seen from here. That that union of creating that feeling, experiencing that feeling of a real true closeness is essential, is an essential part of Torah. So to somehow combine both elements may not always be so easy, but it should be it should be somehow worked at to try to be reached. It should not be sort of like um, played down as if like this is not essential. This is this is critical according to Maral's Pirish of this Mishnah. So attack is not so easy, but we should work towards it. In the, uh, in the Chavitz Chaim, the Sefer uh, of the Chavitz Chaim, Son Dugma, Al-Avamari, Parakisei, Chavitz Chaim, writes about Chavitz Chaim relating to the children in a way that there wasn't even a possibility of Moira'ah. He said, Kibarav, the aim we, we accomplished a little bit. But Moira'av, there was no place for it because the Chavetz Chaim related to them with such a closeness, with such a friendship that's like, let them sit in his chair and, 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 and interrupt and disagree with them, whatever. Like, they couldn't be Mekayim Moira'av. There was no, <laughs> there was no place. There was no Makam for it. So, we hope they didn't lose out by that. But that was his his personality, his Hanhaga. Says there he used to speak to every Jew, tired brother, my dear brother. It was like pouring love for every Jew. So um I think we should take for homework to try to think about ways that we can uh try to connect with this great Mida. What do you say, everybody say? Is this something that we could try to think about? Can you, can you give me a list of hand of what you could do 
to uh, to accomplish this? Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I was just saying that uh, it's something we can think about. I don't have any ideas yet. Uh, okay. Okay. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not expecting. If there is, you know, kala kavod, but um, as you know, as as a mindset, we had before that like we should know it. We know we have this koach. We know that's our true definition. We're amechad. But the Ramah is talking about creating that oneness, meaning enhancing it, strengthening it. Like that's that's. <laughs> I mean, like I say, to me, this struck me as definitely like. Ultimate. Rabbi, what would you, uh, how would you explain, like, why it's so important? Like, why did you think until now maybe that it wasn't? And what's, uh, what maybe is the nuke shot? Um, well, if this is defined as the entire Iker essence of the Kain Godol, who is like the peak the, the the highest level person in Klal Yisrael, in terms of his avodas Hashem, Kohen Gadol. I mean, what more can, what more can we say? You know, Aaron Kohen Kohen Gadol is the <laughs> of the greatest yeah, uh, of our entire national history. <laughs> and the Ramal saying you should be busy with what? I mean, right. I mean, what would you have thought that he should have been busy with instead? Okay. I mean, there's there's a lot of aspects of Odes Hashem, you know, Kedusha, Tara, Precious, who knows what, Limataira. Do I know what Tzadikim are doing? What do I know? What do I know about the Tzadikim? Now we're finding out. They tell me, hey, don't you know all the big rabbis? That's what they did all day. They listened to Eden. They comforted Eden. They were mechazik Eden. Of course. So fine. That's true. Yeah, no, no, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm not saying that it's Pashat. I'm trying to figure out what, what, what did we think beforehand? Oh, we thought beforehand that, you know, Achtos is a beautiful, heartwarming, and it has its place, you know. There's a place, we know, from Rashi in Zosabrocha, when Claude Shol is together, that Hashem is the Melech. If not, he's not the Melech. We have by Arba Minim the Medrash, that we should come together and then when Klaus comes together, Hashem is uplifted. We have the Medrash that says that when Klaus were together without any Machlekes, even though there was Avedah Zara, they would succeed in war. When Chas they were divided, even though they were, they, were, they, were, they were keeping the mitzvahs otherwise then they were defeated. So we, we have many sources of the, the essential and the Chavos HaVavos, defining has to do with this mindset of teamwork, of succeeding together, of being one with each other. So we find, you know, sources of the importance of that, that achtos, that oneness. But like to, to make as a mission, to be uniting Klal Yisrael, and then with Hashem, meaning it's all one midah, midah of shalom, this is like the peak the peak meat of Shalom that supersedes even MS, which that Kashbarach is Chaisam, the morale of there in the Sivas Island talks about Shalom as Hashem's name. Okay, I didn't go through that whole that whole section. It's worth reading in the Sivas Island. Amazing things. But the meat of Shalom is like such Chashivas. The morale is telling us, okay, this is what it's all about. Uniting Kal Yisrael together. 
the end of the Mesilla Mesil- Mesil- Charmaine Da'akdama, two, two things I want to say. One is Mesilla Charmaine Da'akdama, the paragraph, Halicha Bidrachav, and Zof, Hainusha Tolata, Chizakator, Vatikun Achla Hamedinos. So it's not such a, you know, he's saying that is the whole Mahos of Halicha Bidrachav to be Vatikun Achla Hamedinos. I don't know what that phrase means. Okay, sounds like what you're saying, but could be okay, not. okay, but I can't really touch Tikun Achvas Medinois, like countries, Medinois, uh, brotherhood countries. I don't know. So, you know, <coughs> sounds like Shalom in the world. And then just okay, another story. Okay, good, the Shalom, but another Shalom story. In the world, Shalom in the world is too broad. You know, you say Tikun Olam, you know, it's like too broad and, you know. No, but, but he's not, no, but, but what's he saying? He's not saying Tikun, he's saying Tikun in a very specific personal, person-to-person ideal. He's not saying like a a, 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 a um, esoteric idea. He's saying something that like a hippie or a liberal would, would say it as. Okay, so I, I would like you to try to find me somebody who ever learned Mesut Sasharim who will say that their ongoing mindset in, throughout their life is trying to find ways how to create connection between, you know, between themselves to anybody that they meet and one year to another. So I'll one someone who has learned that probably tens or hundreds of times who says that this is in their mind. Okay, so I'll tell you, I was I was in the yeshiva in Zichron Arya in Yisrael. I met with a chashiva Talmud of the yeshiva you know, a very hush of a Talmud of the yeshiva. And I tried to tell him, you know, the yeshiva is so much more than just making a lamb and making a good husband, making a good person, making a good father, making a mensch. Mm-hmm. Right? And he said, stop telling me these hippie ideas. Oh, yeah. So did, did, did you pull out Masul Sasharim at least to show him that's not hippie ideas? I don't know. No, I didn't. Maybe I should have, but the guy who says it, someone who says it's hippie ideas doesn't care if you pull out the message. Yeah. Okay. So that just shows you, you know, sadly, how um, how unknown this uh, these concepts are. Right. I know. I'm saying that. That's like that's how I'm trying to answer Rabbi Goldman's question. Like it's just not like it's not like a Havimina Maskana. It's just it's like it's mostly type of idea. It's just it's yeah, when you think about it and you press someone and ask them, he might give you these answers, but like as Rash was saying, but but it's you living I think to answer Rabbi Goldman, um, another Nakuda is that the the idea of like diffusing machlekes, we would naturally not connect with the overall positive making connection. We think about it as like, it's a very bad thing, this machlekes. It's a terrible, terrible, terribly destructive. Okay, so it's a great mitzvah to get people back to tranquility. Morale is saying that although that's also a level, not to minimize that, the real end goal is that they should be connected, makusha. And, and that, that's a broader, in the positive sense, a broader concept, which doesn't require there to be anything negative at all. Things could be very pleasant, but it could be closer. It could be more better connected. I could find ways how to bring my yeshiva more together, my kahila more together, my family more together. Right. I mean, so all day with sharing pictures of your family to bring them together. But it has to be something that's really you know, productive and purposeful. But that the mindset is that this is Kedusha incarnate. 
I'm starting to get excited. Excited about this, yes. Rabbi, so what is what is the pshat? Like we, I think we often think of chesed as you know mahu rachum, rachum, when someone needs something to like give it to them to help them right. or to give them to try to help someone have a more of a positive than they would have had until right. now. Right. What's the goal of being connected? Would you say that's because we need it, or is it a separate thing? Is it's not because like we need that connection, so therefore no, 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 it's not, not because we need it. This is etzem ruchnius. This is the mitzvah shalom, which is Hashem's name. <laughs> this is the peak kedusha. <laughs> the rabbi is telling us something very new. So what's this all about? Okay, I'll, 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 I'll tell you why it's okay if we don't know what it's all about. Because it's the same thing as connection with Hashem. And that we're okay that we don't know what it's all about. But we know that the that Shlemus is Dveikus. And David HaMelech is saying, Kirvas What is good? Connection with Hashem. Dveikus. Connection. I how do we accomplish that with Hashem through Torah mitzvahs with a human being? Maybe other ways. You have a barbecue. You have a good kumzitz. You have a good chasana. You do a rikud together. All the methods that are uh, um, available in the human experience, in, in, the, in the more tangible, are also contributing to somehow fostering, getting in touch with, enhancing that inner connection which is itself defined by the Torah as the, the, the true achievement of Klal Yisrael. We don't know what it is until we try it. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of good ideas you could add, but I'm, a, I'm a hesitant to add anything to what the morale is saying. I think the, what the morale is saying is sufficient, you know, on its own, and maybe there is room to embellish it, but I don't know if I want to do that right now. I don't think it's necessary. Go ahead, hello. Um, no, there's one thing, like the I, the methods that you were talking about, which might um, only be available in certain specific situations, uh, singing or dancing or things like that, but just what Aaron did when he was making shalom with people you know, between people, mm-hmm. he somehow got them to realize that the machlokas they were in was very uh, painful to them mm-hmm. because it was causing that disconnection. So, right. so that doesn't, you know, that that's not like as much of a positive experience. Like we all feel good that we're connected, but somehow he was able to get them to realize that they were really very uncomfortable not being connected. So right. I don't, I'm not, I don't have, um, um, what's the word for it? Whatever. I don't know how to apply it into, you know, how, how you would do that. And that's also probably a very specific and uh, would require a, a specific and personal circumstances. But if, uh, whatever, I'm just talking about, or what his method was in so, that particular instance was to be able to show people that they really wanted it when they otherwise weren't aware of it. Right. So I think that what we could take out of it is to, to have that knowledge that there is this very powerful need within us 
for that connection. Very powerful desire and needs because we are so conditioned that it really is possible and it really is innately there. And that is a, a very powerful yearning of the neshama, so to speak, to have this. And you know, getting back to like doing chesed, it's a very different mindset in doing chesed. Because the typical mindset is, you know, giver and taker. But if we look at it as we're all together and, you know, <laughs> we're here for each other, it's much easier to be the taker, which is a very big mile in the giving that the person shouldn't in any way feel put down by the fact that in this situation, he's receiving the help. It's one big team. Does that make any sense? Um, no, it does make sense that if you if you would realize that you're one big team, then you wouldn't feel um, lower by receiving help. I just don't I don't see how that applies to what Aaron did. I'm not saying that we should try to do what Aaron did. I'm just saying that it sounds like what like one of the things he did was that when the situation arose, somehow he knew how to make people aware of the fact that they really wanted it. So, Right. So, but, but even in a practical way, there are many times where people very often, you know, the machlokas was somebody that you have a close connection to, but then something sort of, you know, gets things off course. So you really do want to be able to speak to your brother and somehow it's blocked and it's spiral, spiraling downward. And somebody that's, could somehow believe, really believe that this can be corrected, this can be reversed. There's an aspect, you know, that sometimes the greatness of the difficulty creates even a greater connection, like the morale says by the Fumtsaira Agra, that when there are barriers that we have to overcome and we're able to overcome those barriers, then that brings us close to the other person and that shows how close we are that we're able to overcome those barriers and those challenges. And then when we do that work, it's more our own accomplishment. So we experience it more as our own, that we have done what it took to create that connection or gain that connection. And that could be very gratifying. Sometimes we're not in control. It's a very important thing to realize that we can't control the other person's contribution. And we need to have a certain satisfaction that if we do our best effort uh, in a, for that example, a challenging situation, that we should be sort of you know, appreciative of that, of ourselves, that we're doing what we could do. We cannot you know, bring about the end result on our own but where there is some kind of reciprocation and things are able to be accomplished in a good way, then it can be experienced in a certain way, even more gratifying and even greater closeness than when those barriers didn't have to be overcome or somehow avoided.
it really helps to have a very deep belief in this. That's what I think the morale means, that Aaron can only do it because he himself is connected. He is representing that this is the makeup of a Yid. You know, like a Bari Levin, like Ramesh, like Chavitz Chaim. The person who has that truly powerful connection is able to show to another person that this is what you are also. This is not some, some you know, special, special talent that I have. This is just what it means to be a Yid. Just, uh, you know, take some work to get there. But that's really within us. That could hopefully be um, encouraging and empowering. Okay. Guess we can pause here. Um, anybody have anything to add? You know, so now it's time. Next week in Mr. Shem, a Sunday afternoon, twelve o'clock. We hope to hear from Dr. Zimmerman. That's I hope the information one's ready sent out. Okay. And uh, please do the homework so that we could uh, share a lot of good ideas and we get together next time. Okay. Thank you. 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 Thank you.